0: A young student gets beat up after wearing a MAGA hat, Trump wins a pro-life award, we examine the okay hand signal, and get to an update on impeachment. My name is James Wilson, and this is Give Me Liberty. Okay, so we start with the big story, or should I say not big story, of the day. I'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about um, a kid, uh, a student that got beat up on a school bus after wearing a MAGA hat the previous day. So, according to Daily Wire and um, some Twitter um, videos, this kid was on a school bus. He had worn a MAGA hat um we're not exactly sure, it could have been a week, it could have been a couple days, and is viciously beat up by around five to eight students. Now, this is really scary. The Democrats keep pointing out that we live in a democracy. Our First Amendment right is to the freedom of speech. That means we shouldn't get mad and beat someone up when they're wearing an Elizabeth Warren hat. But that also applies when someone is wearing a MAGA hat expressing their freedom of speech by supporting Trump in their school. there This is no reason why um, someone should beat up, um, be beat up. Obviously, this is freedom of speech, and this is getting to the point where we live in a society where if you don't apply to their rules, um, to the left's rules, you will be protested you'll get beat up we've seen this from antifa we've seen this from this example and this is really shutting down the right which is really scary because that's a whole side of opinions that really matter in american politics today and that's being shut down by crazy people on the left um again not all people are crazy on the on the left just some of these more extremist people who are willing to take action when they see someone for example wearing a trump hat Okay, so, talking about the media. Mark Levin actually posted on Twitter, why isn't the media covering this? Um, I've talked about media bias on um, Give Me Liberty, but just to get into it a little more, I mean, we've we've seen all the coverage from El Paso, from, you know, things like that, but we are not seeing coverage from stories like this. And this is because the media is doing... Um, They're selectively choosing what stories they present to make the right look really bad and the left look really good. So we've seen this example um, in the Dayton, um, Ohio shooting and the El Paso shooting, both terrible and tragic, um, and both happened the same weekend. However, places like CNN, MSNBC, and other a, a lot of other left-leaning um, news sites decided to cover the El Paso shooting a lot, when it's important to note that the Dayton shooter was actually uh, an Elizabeth Warren fan. So while the media is blaming El Paso, Oh, Trump, his words of hate, those are what killed the people. Oh, Trump, don't come to El Paso. That, El Paso, that's terrible. You're going to make everything worse. But not very much on the Dayton, Ohio side side and um, that the fact that he's actually an Elizabeth Warren fan. Now my opinion on this it, you should cover everything no matter what side it's on. That's, that's, that's the purpose of the press. We need to get both sides of the view. People can affo- form their own opinions on it. But when we have a media that is selectively covering certain stories and not others, we get this false idea of, w- of what is actually happening happening in America. So, And this is very true for the kid that got beat up. This was not being covered very much. While I do believe that we shouldn't, I mean, obviously these kids hated Trump, I don't believe that we should put that specifically on all liberals and say, look at you guys, look at you terrible. That's very wrong. There's obviously extremists on both sides and we shouldn't blame the party for those extremists, but it's also important to cover, um, for, a, um, in this example. So I think this story's sad on multiple levels. I mean, this kid's probably going to be scared to wear his hat again. He's going to be scared to express his opinion, which is really sad. We're not being told this story from the media as much as places like Dayton, Ohio shooting. I, I mean, sorry, El Paso shooting, things like that. So we're getting a false image of what's happening in America and of course, it's shutting down um, the right and their freedom of speech—the First Amendment, something the founders really cared about. All right, so next we're go into um, Trump winning a pro-life award. So this award was actually started, according to Daily Wire, by um, by a doctor who used to be pro-choice. Um, I'm not sure if it was exactly started or it was just named after him, but he originally used to be pro-choice, and now he's um, obviously publicly against abortion, and so that award was named after him. So one of the things lots of people ask me, well, what did Trump do that's so great? You know, what has Trump done more than other presidents have done? Because lots of people say that Trump um, has been doing a lot more than other people, um, other presidents. So to start, um, some of the reasons why he was awarded this for um, this this pro-life abortion. Um, award is first he reinstated the mexico city policy which if you do not know what that is it basically um the united states kind of defunded um um foreign places that promoted uh, um uh promoted abortion which is obviously very wrong and not only did this um show show other countries and places our stance on abortion but it also cut um funding um from a hundred million dollars in US tax dollars. So those tax dollars went back to the people. Obviously, I think it's very wrong that our tax dollars are being used in places like Planned Parenthood, and we really need to stand up to people like Elizabeth Warren who want to do that. So that's obviously a win-win. A Mexico City policy is a win. Getting our money back um, is obviously another win. And then also, Um, Trump and his administration has done many things to help doctors who are morally opposed to um, abortion. So, for example, before, um, if someone wanted an abortion and a doctor didn't want to do it, they would actually have to do that. And so Trump and his administration has made that possible so doctors who are opposed to that don't have to do that. Well, that's not all obviously, um, it's a good start, but that's not, the end goal, of course, obviously the end goal would be to end abortions completely. It is moving a step in the right directions as abortions are wrong. So actually, now that we're talking about this, I, um, I guess I just want to go into abortions um, and why I believe they're wrong. First of all, I think the killing of babies is very unjustified no matter how you see it. And that's why we need to defund defund Planned Parenthood right now. As I stated earlier, American taxpayer dollars are going to fund these abortions. That's very wrong on so many levels. I don't want to be using my money to do that. It's the killing of babies, and that's always unjustified. Of course, there are some times where um, the mothers help uh, the mother's health is at stake, and obviously, there's um, obviously that's a reason why um, this still needs to be considered. But there are not very many ways abortion is almost always unjustified um, of course Um, mother's health is always important too Um, lots of the democrats especially people like elizabeth warren people on the uh, democratic stage right now um, are saying that rich people will still get abortions and it's the poor people who won't be able to get abortions and that's why it's bad however let me give you an example say the government wants to make murder illegal and punish people for doing that. But some people are saying that that shouldn't be the case because that will only put more people in jail and and some people will still get away with it. However, something as wrong as that, which abortions are, in almost every case, murder, should be stopped, 100% stopped, even if it won't completely stop it, and we'll try our best through law enforcement to stop it for rich people too. However, just because someone can do it and get away with it doesn't mean we should make it um, should not make it a law at all. Um, I, I'm not really seeing the reasoning behind this. Um, one of my favorite quotes to end um, this topic is, your right to choose stops at my right to life. Um, Democrats are big on pro-choice it's woman's body, they get to choose what's right for them. However, there is a baby that is going to be killed. So obviously, your right to choose what happens stops at that baby's right to live a good life. And there have been many examples in which um, um, instead of being killed, um, the baby actually ended up living and then ended up making a difference in the world, which is exactly what we need. And um, obviously important, um, in this whole abortion debate. Okay, so next we get to the okay hand symbol. Yep, that's right. There's been some controversy over the past week, um, there was someone playing the okay hand symbol game, trying to get people to look below their waist, um, And that was caught on national TV. And now people are saying, oh my gosh, army look into it, everyone look into it. That's white supremacy. So if you don't know about the okay hand symbol, it was originally started, you know, okay, cool, you know, that kind of thing. It's an emoji on Google, Apple, all these things. Lots of people use it all the time. No big deal. However, in the past year, there have been multiple places that have called it white supremacy and white power. And this is because a small group of people have decided that it now means white power, as when you do the okay hand symbol, it forms a W, and then when you flip it backwards, a P. Now, this is obviously ridiculous, and what someone may may do shouldn't change the whole definition especially since this has been around for a while and that's not what it means um so i think we should obviously look at what this is being used for so for so long it's been used as an okay um, symbol it's an emoji people use it without thinking obviously they're not thinking white power when they're doing it and white power is a very bad um white supremacy is a very bad thing, um, just to to be clear. But then also the okay hand symbol, um, you can play a game with it where if you get someone um, looking at it below your waist, um, you get a point and you get to hit them. It's a a silly, lame um, game. But of course, it's not white supremacy. It's not white power. So shouldn't we be looking at the intentions of the people who are using it and this is obviously they're not intending for it to be white power you can't just make up a definition and then whenever someone does it you say oh by my definition it means white power so you're a white supremacist i mean that's ridiculous and i'll give you an example to show you what i mean so say all of a sudden people started saying that um just waving like hi goodbye all of a sudden meant you were a nazi Obviously, we have been waving all of our life to say hi and goodbye, and this has now just recently become a thing. But now that it means Nazi, whenever you catch someone doing it, you claim that, oh my gosh, they're a Nazi. Now, this is not only ridiculous, but their intentions are not to be a Nazi because they're waving their hand. Now, again, this is just an example, but it's the same type of thing. It's been something that's been going around so long. It does not mean white power, and people do it and mean something different. And you even got some people on the left taking clips from, from a long time ago and saying, look, they did the OK hand symbol. But it's like, what? That's not even... That was before it was even a thing that you guys just made up. So in my opinion, the OK hand symbol is... The, the whole thing is really ridiculous, and I think people need to get over it. Obviously, white supremacy is bad, but the okay hand symbol literally means okay, and people use it in a game. Okay, so last, before um, we go, I would like to talk a little bit about impeachment. So tomorrow, in my episode tomorrow, I will be getting a little more into um, impeachment and how the House actually voted. Um, Trump is now officially impeached by the House. um, To be um, fully, um, completely impeached, he'll have to go through the Senate, which will obviously not happen, but... um, the the Democrats in the House did vote for impeachment. I will be talking about that more tomorrow. Today I will be focusing more on the articles of impeachment, as I um, haven't gotten a chance to talk about um, that very much. So they voted on the articles themselves, and it was a 23 to 17 decision. It was party line based: 23 Democrats, 17 Republicans. No, no. Democrats voted against it. No Republicans voted for it. And this is a big um, red flag right here that something's not right. If an impeachment hearing, an um, impeachment inquiry is completely partisan, there's obviously something wrong. Obviously, one side just wants to impeach Trump because he's Trump, and he's a Republican, and he won in 2016. I mean, in all the other impeachment cases, such as Nixon, um, Clinton, things like that, there were people, there was enough bipartisan support to completely impeach them in some cases, or in others to get them to resign in Nixon's case. However, it's scary to our democracy if you have, if... Say um, the Republicans control the House in 2020 and there's a Democratic president. Technically, the Republicans could impeach the new president right then and there. And that's what's really scary because that's what the Democrats have been doing in 2016. They didn't like that Trump won in 2016. They don't want him to win in 2020. And people have been open about that saying if we don't impeach him, he he will be elected again. So obviously, this is very partisan, and they just want to get rid of him, which is kind of scary to our democracy. Now, if Trump did do something serious, um, Mitch McConnell referenced this, that would be scary, and we would need to remove him. However, I'll get to this in another episode specifically about impeachment. There's nothing about it that's really impeachable, and that's why I will be talking about the articles today. So the articles are very vague, um, talking about abuse of power, and there was a um, Republican congressman that came on and talked a little bit more about abuse of power and how vague it really is. What he wanted to see was something more specific, such as bribery, which is actually an impeachable offense in the Constitution. However, it is important to note that the Democrats did not do this, and when asked by Nancy Pelosi, she said, for um, the best decision with working with their attorneys and lawyers, we decided not to. Now, that's kind of a random response. Obviously, they weren't able to do bribery because there wasn't enough evidence, which is actually an impeachable offense. So anyway, they're going with the idea that he had an abusive power. Now, that's very vague, and the congressman gave a couple of examples. But say Trump wore um, a blue t-shirt, for example. Is that an abusive power? Who knows? No one's really defined it. So when you have articles of impeachment that are so vague, you don't even really know what you're impeaching someone for. And since it's been so partisan, it's a it's a red flag right away. This is obviously not going to pass um, the Senate. And then um, additionally, another thing, just to show how how crazy partisan this is, Two-thirds of the committee voted for impeachment before the Ukraine thing came out. Isn't that a little strange? Two-thirds of the committee. Two-thirds. And now they're saying, oh, he committed an offense, oh, it's so bad. But what about the offense before? What were you trying to impeach him for then? So this whole thing's been partisan. Of course, I'll be talking about this more in additional episodes. Coming up, I will have an impeachment... Um, episode specifically about that. And then tomorrow I'll be getting more into um, what some of the Democratic congressmen and women have to say about Trump. There's a bunch of silly quotes from Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, people like that about that. I will be playing that tomorrow for you. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening in and I'll see you tomorrow.